everybody. Welcome into the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. Brent Martin along with Dan Hicken. This, of course, brought to you by the Jacksonville Icemen. He shoots, he scores! Hockey! Put the biscuit in the basket. Is back. Tickle the twine. In Jack. Light the lamp. <laughs> Icemen lost, though. Last check. Well, that's not good. To the Americans. Well, nice buzzkill right there, by the uh, way. I mean, we had a good moment there. Good start to the podcast. What's happening? I mean, hey, should we talk about our off-season plans? Because there is no Sunday in the NFL. I mean, what are we doing with ourselves? We have a well. We have a lot planned, but <laughs> it's uh, called we're, vacation. We're, yeah, we're gonna transition. Uh, this we're will gonna... be the last podcast, by the way. That Dan and I do together. We'll see you in 165 days at training camp. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm okay with that. Uh, well, we've got Daytona this week, so right back into uh, that as we head down to the Super Speedway in a sport that you wonder if it'll ever regain or ever come back to the popularity it had. You look at the uh, the crowds at these races. It's just not the same anymore. Obviously, the ratings have dived. Um and now you don't have Junior, you don't have Jeff Gordon, you don't have Matt Kenseth, you don't have Carl Edwards. I mean, you some big time names are gone, and you got some new names out there that are going to have to contribute to the sport if it's going to be successful. Some young guys. Why is it gone? Why is it gone downhill? Why is it? Uh, um, there's so many different reasons. Some are easy, some are not. The economics play a part in it. They got away from their roots, I think. That's one of the things that the real race fan will tell me, that they, they lost those guys. They you saying, though, in the 80s kind of roots or 90s? More than, more than well, I think in the 90s when they started building tracks in parts of the country, they tried to – it exploded in popularity, and I think they tried to capitalize on it by going to Chicago and, and Kansas City and some of those places. Sonoma. And they closed – Sonoma. They clo- won me one race a year instead of two races a year at some of the – great tracks in the south um it's a southern sport and they didn't embrace that enough and the other thing is you know sometimes they get away from the real racing it's not just you know those folks the the hardcores they want to see the racing they want to see a car pass a car another car pass another car great move by this guy and now they're all built exactly the same and they all go about the same speed you know what i mean yeah so i think they've lost some of that I think that's been a part of it. But I do think it got to be really probably more popular than they ever imagined. It's not, it's not a sport that's supposed to be the third or fourth most popular sport in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it, should, be, it should be down the line a little bit. So, um, But Daytona is, is, is the heart of it, and we'll see how this week goes, how Speed Weeks uh, can, uh, wrap up this week. Yeah, I think you hit a good point, though. People like to see the actual rate. When you have your diehards – and you have that, that's kind of what pays the bills and kind of mm-hmm. keeps everybody that sport thriving. They want to see the actual racing. Yeah. And I, I think what happened, what you just said, I've talked to some people about it too, where they said all this, these, uh, the particulars, you know, the, the rules, the, this, let them jam into each other, rubbing his racing, good yeah. old fashioned racing. And that's, I think, what you're talking about when you say get back to the roots. Um, I don't know if they'll get there. I, I agree with you. I think what happens is they try to grab a lot of those fringe people. That made it popular and more popular than ever before in that 90s time frame. And uh, it was a cash cow for a long time. They went Television co- rights. They went commercial on it too, Brent. And they, they, the people, the, 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 the Southern folk didn't like that. They don't, you like, know? That, they don't yeah. like that. They didn't want those guys. You know, They want to have their favorites and they want to have their enemies. And that was about it. So it'll be interesting to see. It's just one facet of something that's, that's going on. Football never ends, though. Right? Football never stops. 
for any of us. And well, no, the Blake Bortles talk doesn't stop. Well, really. we 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 ran into Blake today, and uh, it's been 21 days since the AFC Championship game. I think we we're the only ones to run into Blake today. Yeah, I do. I think so. And he was over at Ju. Is that exclusive? As a little bit of exclusive, exclusive interview with uh, Blake Bortles. Had his wrist surgery in L.A. We come to find out, yeah. right? He expects that he'll be. He already seems like he's fine. So I don't think the physical thing's going to be a problem in terms of passing the physical in mid-March. Yeah. And you can't help but want – what we really want to know, and we still don't have an answer to, is obviously are the Jags going to pick up the option, but did the Jags, in conjunction with Blake, tell him to go ahead and get the surgery? Did Blake just say, i got to get this taken care of? How did that come about? Yeah, it's very – I can't wait to learn that. Yeah. You know, because right now nobody's saying anything because – well, they won't even say if they're bringing them back. Right. Um, for sure. But it will be fascinating to say, okay, he was shooting this thing up to whatever, to allow him to play. That was one report, at least, uh, when this all happened. And if he was, did they say, hey, we'll just have postseason surgery? Right. Right? And Or did the Jags just say, hey, we really want you to have this surgery so we don't run into any issues around the physical. You might not pass the physical if it's hurting you. And we think it can, you know, be ready to go and healed and all that by then. To me, it kind I lean toward it says, hey, go get it cleaned up. Then go get your offseason stuff worked on. We're bringing you back. That's what, to me, it says. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of feel that way. I don't think it necessarily means that. The Jags could have been just saving their butt a little bit <laughs> and saying, hey, we don't want this to sneak up on us around physical time right. in case we decide to cut him and something else comes up. So you can play it from both sides. It'll be fascinating to really see exactly how that went down. The timetable, that will be at least intriguing to us. Yeah, and and it is. It, he seems fine, though. It seems like he's already yeah. well, going to be back. It wasn't a long, right. big right. undertaking when right. it all went down. And we talked like to our friend uh, uh, Doc Murphy. He thought he had no problem passing the physical, and the physical wouldn't be until you know the second week of March. So. Yeah, March 14th is the big date. Yeah, so I think uh, that's not going to be an issue whether he stays or goes. Um, but Dan, he's a bargain at 19 mil. Why do the Jags? Maybe. Let me ask you this. If the Jags were going to bring him back, why haven't they said they're going to bring him back? Well, that's also good. Uh, good thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, I want to... Because there's a chance they may not bring him back. Well, yeah, that's, I guess, the easiest answer. (laughs) I'll I'll give you that um, because they're probably waiting to see... They they should, too. Yeah. Wait to see, hey, what if something broke down with Drew Brees? Right. In New Orleans? Right. Did you take a look? Absolutely, you take a look. Right. Uh, That's Kirk Cousins' thing. Listen, I'm all for the Kirk Cousins thing, taking a look. We can argue... There's no doubt they can afford him now. What does it do to your football team down the road? I think we can argue that a little bit, and we've done it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um... But I also wonder, there's this thought in the back of my mind. Again, this not too many people are saying this. So I'm going to give you a bold prediction. I like it. I like it's a bold, bold prediction. prediction. So this is a long shot of happening. I'm not guaranteeing. I'll guarantee some things. This isn't a guarantee. All right. But I still am curious if they were to come to some kind of an agreement on a two- to three-year deal with Blake instead of this $19 million thing. Where the cap hit would be less? Where either Well, I don't know if it's the cap hit, but it at least preserves them for two or three years, gives them some control of Blake, because look at the cost of these contracts for these QBs. We're talking $27.5 to $30 million a year. What if Blake has another big year? Now you're going to tell me they can franchise him. Well, the franchise tag price keeps going up and up and up at the QB position. But what if you were to say, hey, we believe in Blake, like they did last year. They didn't bring anybody in. 
He just had a good year. We believe he can get better. What's wrong with saying, hey, I'm going to give him a two, three-year deal worth uh, $45 million? I think the Niners jumped the gun on Jimmy Garoppolo you do? to answer your question. And that's one of the reasons why these salaries. Jimmy Garoppolo, he won all his games, and he beat some good teams. I don't want to hear that stat, by the way. That stat is so dumb. Which one? The, the winning ever all his games. He's not going to win every game. So that's a dumb stat. Here's a stat. Seven Especially tu- the 2-0 and all with the Patriots. That's really dumb. Here's a stat. Seven touchdowns and five picks. Yeah, he's a good player. Ah, that doesn't scare you. He's a good player. Seven touchdowns and five picks is worse than Bortles. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good player. So that's, that's 21 touchdowns and 15 picks. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's good. I don't know if he's worth what they just paid him. He's not worth what they paid him. Well, no Why not franchise him, yeah. let him prove it for another year, and then give him that money? Let me give you, I'll defend uh, the Niners. Okay. I believe they had a ton of money right now okay so they could probably work the guarantees in that contract Mm -hmm. where they give them a lot of upfront money doesn't hamper them on the cap right now they've still got draft 90 millions guaranteed so 90 but but i might have more money with the reuben foster situation yeah i don't know the finances but maybe they put 40 million of that guaranteed against the cap this year maybe so then they can upfront that okay whereas you're going to probably pay it anyway right so let's just take care of it right now they, they made an investment in him. They know they're going with him. They obviously decided we're not drafting a quarterback. Right. So if you're not going to draft a quarterback when you have a top 10 pick, right. well, you might as well say, hey, I'm going with this guy. So I don't mind what they did. I just still can't believe it, the price tag. You know, he also got like a no trade clause in there. Like what kind of power does Jimmy Garoppolo have for a no trade clause? Jimmy Garoppolo got a, Jimmy Garoppolo got $137.5 million. Uh, the Cubs paid you Darvish $150 plus million. Kids, Play work on the arm. By the way, the Itch. 150 is guaranteed. All guaranteed. All. Every stinking penny. If his arm falls off tomorrow, he gets it he all. Gets it. He gets it all. And Jimmy won't get that. No, he gets a 90 million, like you said. Yeah. But um, interesting contract. How much is Drew Brees going to get? That's a great question. I, I think he gets a lot. I think he gets a two-year. <laughs> I'm going to say. That, I mean, more than any like like two years, 60 million type deal. It's got to be more than that. He's he's got to make. If Garoppolo just got twenty seven and a half million, you tell him he's only going to get thirty million. Yeah, a year? that's how it works. I mean, you can't you, you go in increments. You don't. It doesn't go from twenty seven and a half to thirty five million. I don't think. Um, I think he gets a shorter deal. Um, but I I don't know. But I don't know how their cap situation. He and could such. take a hometown discount if he wants to stay. Yeah. All that stuff too. Well, he does want to stay. Yeah. Well, yeah. They he does want to stay. Gonna, he's going to stay. Yeah. So it could work out that way. That's um, why we don't talk about Drew Brees as much. But if Drew Brees were a free agent, I, I mean, I, I would scream at the Jaguars to sign him. Absolutely. Now that would make a lot of sense. I mean, because that's only going to hamper you for two years. There's your two-year window. You want another stat? Seventy-two percent of his passes completed this year, NFL record. But by the way, okay, <laughs> let's talk about the two. It's not like he dumps the ball off. That's a slam dunk, because it's Drew Brees. Right. All you got to do. This is no different than the draft talk, where you say, "Hey, where would you draft uh, Sam Darnold?" Right. Or where would you draft? Uh, let's better Lamar Jackson. Right. Where would you draft Lamar Jackson? Well, I got him graded as a third-round quarterback, but if he slipped into the middle of the second round, I had a chance to get him, I might get him. Okay, well, Drew Brees compared to Blake Bortles. Kirk Cousins compared to Blake Bortles. I think that's what you – is Kirk Cousins 13 mil a year and a ton of guaranteed money better than Blake Bortles? That's what they ask themselves. It's not really is he better. 
is you better for the price tag and the flexibility it gives your football team to be good for a long time. All right, whether it's Bortles or Cousins, let's assume it's Bortles. Tell me the two positions you're drafting in the first and second round with picks 29 and 58. This is easy. It's wide receiver and uh, tight end. Wide receiver? Yeah. Because you know why? Because they've been super successful at getting offensive so you're taking, linemen in the third round. You're, are you taking a tight end? For, you take a wide receiver in the first round? Well, it depends how I got them graded, but I don't care which one you want. I mean, if you got the tight I end. I want you to tell me which one you're taking because then I'm going to tell wide, you who you're taking. I'll take the wide receiver in the first round. So you're taking Washington kid from Okie State or Cortland Sutton from SMU. Yeah, or like, well, where's Christian Kirk? Is he already gone? He's gone. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll take either one. Really? Yep. Wow. What do you take? I would take. You're going to take some guard out of UTEP. No, 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 no. I, I'm one thing I one thing I like to I never want to copy the Patriots, but one thing I do like that they do is they draft their O lineman like between rounds th- three and five. Well, their O line's not very good. Well, that's okay. The Jags have had success drafting times in the third we sack round. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, well, he's pretty good. All right. The Jags have done well drafting Brandon Linder. Okay. They did AJ Can. I think was in the third round. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and what's Robinson was a second round guy. Although, although I might be. That was top of those rounds. What by if the way. what if the Ohio State center Price or the Iowa center? I forget his last name. They're both center guard guys. Will be available at the first round. But I, I think I and, – and the other one, I've told you this before, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat intrigued, and I know they won't do this, by taking a running back in the first round. You like Sony, right? I like Sony Michelle a lot. And uh, I also hear a lot of great things about the North Dakota, South Dakota kid, the tight end, Godert. And so that's somebody else I would look at in the first round. But I think if I went f- first round – and then I always, and then I throw out another name at at everybody. What if a guy like Arden Key was available? Slipped, troubled player, but unbelievable talent, pass rusher. Never have enough pass rushers. I would. I, that would be my dark horse when we talk draft in April. Yeah, more, that'll be my dark horse. Is yeah, to get a defensive, a pass rusher. Because yeah, because you can't have enough. And by the way, I mean Calais. Is older, he's in his 30s, and are you going to be able to keep both Yannick and Dante? And can you rely on all those guys being healthy again? Right. They got a little lucky this year with those guys being healthy. Yes. And then it hurt them in the last game because Yannick got hurt. But I do here's what I here's what I'm taking in the first round. I'm taking the guy I think can help my offense make plays the most. Right now, yeah. Be it a wide receiver, be it a tight end, or be it a running back. In other words, if I think the or run- offensive lineman. Or an offensive lineman. If I think that guy can help my offense the most right now, these next two years, that's who I'm taking. Me too. Uh, those first two picks, I believe. I actually think the first three picks might be that. And then the fourth round pick will be the quarterback. That's what I believe. Um, but here, I'll tell you one thing. Be careful to put too much eggs in the basket of the tight end, whoever they pick. Go because back and find me a young tight end who has impacted a football team. Well, receivers too, though, Brent. First-round receivers don't catch but 30, 40 balls a year in their rookie year. Is that all it is? Yeah, it's not good. I feel like guys like – I know Cooper's dropped off, but I feel like he was very good early on. Yeah. Um, tight ends are even worse. Cooper was a top-five pick, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's probably a, not a good, not a good uh, yeah. guy to say. That'll be interesting to watch then. But 
because tight ends are not. We went back and looked at it, I think, and it was like Jeremy Shockey's the last guy to have like a big year as a rookie. That's, That's a long time ago. Now you're bringing me down. Well, I'm just saying you have to be a little patient with them. But the bottom line is they need one. There's no doubt they need one. Yes. And the other thing is, what are they doing free agency? I just don't think they find a second receiver. Now, they tag Allen Robinson. We all think that's going to happen, or they give him a deal. Right. And then you have... A-Rob's going to be Keelan. a Jaguar, one way or the other. Yes. And then you have Dee and Keelan. And what do you do in that second spot? Do they get a free agent? Do they get a Moncrief? Allen Hearns would be smart John to... John Brown? Allen Hearns would be smart to renegotiate. But he's not a number two, even if you do that. No, but I think that Keelan Cole might be... I think Dee Westbrook might be. Yeah, could be. Could be. Allen Robinson will make everybody better. I don't know who you're going to get as a receiver in now, free agency. There's not money of them. I would fact, sign. They'll, they'll make an offer to Marquise Lee. I'm get, I'm I'm convinced of it. Really? But he'll get outbid. Yeah. It won't be I like would, just throw the money out. I would sign one guy in free agency if it's not if if they don't get a quarterback. If they don't get Cousins. I would sign a veteran offensive lineman who make interior offensive lineman. Guard. Then I don't have to draft one either. If you replace two offensive linemen, Justin Pugh, I don't know what TC thinks about him, yeah, but he yeah. had him with the Giants. They'll know him. <laughs> uh, the kid, in, there's a kid in Carolina, Newell, I think, is a free agent. There's a few out there. Remember last year they didn't like any of those guys to I throw know. money at him. Remember that they, they didn't. Yeah, we were screaming Zittler. at him to get. Uh, yeah, Zitler, 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 Zitler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went to Cleveland. Cleveland. And then there was another one too, and they didn't yeah. want to overpay. Warford was another guy we talked about. Yeah. Larry Warford. Warford. Yeah, you go. Yeah. And they didn't want – they had a cutoff. Right. Obviously, somewhere. Right. I don't know what their cutoff sure. was, but they had a cutoff. Um, if you could replace two offensive linemen, which I think they two. will. Two. I think there will be two new offensive linemen. No way. You don't think there will be two? No. I think there will be. Well. In w- one way, shape, or form. Wow. Uh, that offensive line was pretty good last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The more you hear, the more it wasn't. Well, um, you know what? What the hell do they expect? I don't know. How many times did Blake Bortles get sacked? It was better. The than number we one ra- running attack in the NFL. Well, who? If you're dropped, dude, Patrick Omame is a free agent, so you're thinking he's gone. Well, you need depth. Yeah, I don't know. I think they go. I I think they could have two new offensive. Linder's lines. back. <laughs> Linder's back. Cam's back. Cam's back. But Parnell? I'm not convinced. Five million a year. It's not much. You got buys out a bad leg for the last two years. It feels like pretty good. I thought I didn't notice. Here's Listen, the problem. I agree with you. We don't know. I don't. Here's the problem. We really don't know. No, we don't. We can talk all we, we thought want. They stunk. Yeah. Coming out of camp. Yeah, they did. I think that offensive line does not. I have these arguments all the time. Number one, if you're number one in running the football, and I know at times they didn't get it done. But most of the times, they picked up third and one, too, by the way. They did a lot. And if they're number one in running the football, and Borles got sacked. 24 times or something? I Not thought it was much. 34, but it's, one, it's a small amount. It was up to 34? It was oh, in maybe. the low 20s. Was it? I'm you might sure. be right. It wasn't a lot. No. And they had a franchise record amount of games where he was clean. Yeah, yeah, they did. I, I Listen, I, I would argue with you. I just heard the last couple of weeks that. It was sometimes the play calling and all that other stuff was the offensive line holding them back, and and some of those receivers holding back, and everybody maybe, thinks it was Blake. Maybe it was back. the play calling. I don't know. I thought he did a heck of a job. He had times. I thought he did a pretty good job. Do a heck of a job at the end of the second half. Of the Patriots it doesn't game. feel like he did. First and ten run. First and ten run. Up, first yeah, and ten run. First eyes. and ten run. Marquise Lee. Who are the best two receivers for the Jacks? Would you say? All right, well, I'll give you three: Marquise Lee, Keelan Cole, Dede Westbrook. 
Yeah. Uh, of the playoff teams, would they be a third receiver on any team? Of the playoff teams? Yeah. Of all the playoff teams? I don't know. I mean, just say final. I know they wouldn't. In the, you could debate it. Third receiver. You'd have to debate the yeah, third I guess. receiver for the Eagles and the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Minnesota, even. They got Kyle Rudolph. I know he's on the receiver, but Thielen. And they got Diggs. Yeah, they're good. Ahead of those two guys. No. Uh, who else was in the fun? Pittsburgh, obviously not. No. Um, Rams? Bills, yes. Bills? I'll give you the Bills. The Rams, probably not. No. So. Watkins and Woods and. Does go to speak to what they had. Cooper Cup. Yeah, they, they got to get better. A-Rob will help. A-Rob will domino affect that lineup way more than people will give right. credit for right. it. Um, because then all of a sudden you're talking about D.D. being a third. All right, man. Well, give me A-Rob, give me an offensive lineman, and give me a tight end. And I mean, we're going to have a heck of a much better offense. Yeah, it should be on paper be a better offense. Give me those three. And do you want Kirk Cousins to go along with that? <laughs> Wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Though I, here's my – I'm not a huge – I'm not as big in the Kirk Cousins camp as everybody else. Yeah. I'm more of a Blake camp guy. Yeah. But, um, but I can see it. And here's the best feather in the cap for Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. is he didn't play with much either. No. He didn't have much around him. Think about Kirk Cousins. Here's one negative for you. Kirk Cousins has eight career fourth-quarter comebacks. Blake has five. Yeah. That's a negligible difference, my friend. Yeah, and, and you know what else I'll say as a negative is I don't think people take this in consideration, but he was with – Gruden's considered an offensive guy. Right. And he's been with Gruden for well, four or five years. Well, his stats are good. Yes, but I'm saying he's been with him yeah. for four or five years. Blake's had three different guys in four years. Yeah, that's true. So we got All a true. knock on the door during yeah. the podcast. D11. D11. Working on the show. Need to fix it. In the middle it. of podcasting. Ian. Podcasting right here. Okay, thank you. Thank you, friend. It's all right. We didn't put the sign Ian, up, though. It's our own fault. Ian, there's no chance I'd fix it. We're in the middle of the podcast. Okay. We're on in a few minutes on TV. Yeah. Um, what else anyway, we, got? we miss anything else? Well, we got great college basketball coming up. It'll be interesting to see what the Gators and the Knolls do down the stretch. Uh, Florida has suddenly won a couple in a row. Not great competition. They need to take advantage of playing Georgia and Vandy uh, this week and yes. get W's uh, because they have a really tough ending Big to time. their season with Auburn and Alabama and Kentucky and Tennessee. Woo. And FSU has two with Clemson. A split there would be very helpful for them. They also have like Boston College and Pittsburgh. Their yes. schedule is not that bad. No. They should both get in the tournament. Yes. And FSU could be a little bit worse because they're in the ACC than Florida in the SEC. SEC, though, might get eight teams in this year. Which is weird. People keep talking about how good they are. I'm not sure they're good. Kentucky's lost three in a row in conference for the first time ever under Calipari. Wow. See, that's the difference. They don't have a dominant team. Like, the ACC is not as good as it's been. But they still have Virginia, who's number two in the country. I watched Virginia Tech beat them uh, in overtime yeah. last night. It was you impressive. You beat Virginia. Um, and then the Big Ten's coming on all of a sudden because Ohio State, out of nowhere. Yeah. That guy's done a good job. Holtman. Very, very good job. I think that's his name. Yeah, the Butler guy, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Those Butler guys can coach, man. I guess so. They find him. I guess uh, so. Xavier's right. going to be a top seed. Uh, they, they, they the, the tournament committee came out with a top 16 today. Yeah, I saw that. And it would be Virginia would be the number one overall. A Villanova, Xavier, and Purdue would be your top four seeds. Xavier keeps cooking. Yeah. Nice job there, too. Um, and uh, uh, Duke, by the way, surprisingly a number two seed in that. I was a little surprised. Duke? But is... they only have like five losses. 
Yeah. But you feel like when Duke loses, it feels like two losses. It does. Doesn't it? I mean, they lost to St. John's, who had lost 11 in a row. And then St. John's beat Villanova. And then St. John's had a good week. It might. We might have a Xavier win it all this year. We don't have a dominant team in college basketball. Here. I don't care what the records say. Oh, I would agree. No, not just here. Virginia's very beatable. Oh, in college basketball. Villanova's beatable. And you just don't feel like, because you know the Kansases. Yeah, I would agree. The North Carolinas, the Dukes, that are just unstoppable. Yeah, I would agree. No, but Kentucky. Look at Kentucky. We want to look at Blue Bloods and be like, where are they in March? Well, it's always fun if you can get a new kid on the block. To win I like that. That's the best part of the NCAA tournament. All right. Hey, we'll talk uh, basketball coming up more uh, in the next couple of weeks. We've got Daytona this week. We'll be down there all weekend long. Yes, sir. And uh, boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing. All right. That's going to do it for the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast with Brent and Dan. Brought to you by the Jacksonville Iceman. Hockey is back in Jacks.